Vincent the dude. Hey, good Wednesday afternoon from Freight Alley. I don't know why I was leaning back way away from the mic there. <laughs> just doing a little, little rock away. Yeah, just, you know. Cough syrup before airtime. Of course <laughs> yeah, that's not. Right. Hey, look, I've been listening to a few conversations that have been going around about this spot market bloodbath. Really? Is that what the kids yesterday, are talking about? Yesterday, one even accused us of being doom and gloom. Doom and gloom, Michael Vincent. That's right. In fact, they even referenced Chicken Little. Chicken really? Little, right? Sky is falling, but it really isn't. Well, I got a reference for them. How about the damn Jaws Mare? Play the clip. You are going to ignore this particular problem until it swims up and bites you on the ass. There's those people. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this was no boating accident. Oh, uh, man. We got, a, we, got a lot, we got a lot going on today. One of those purveyors of doom and gloom is here with us. It's Rachel Premack. We're going to get to her, but we got to tip the band first, so... Let's give a little shout out here. Autonomous trucks are coming with a huge potential windfall if you are ready to seize it. Start re-engineering your supply chain for autonomy today. Contact Locomation at, tell them, dude. Hey, go to locomation.ai for turnkey solutions immediately after this show. All right, it's our brand new editorial director right here at Freight Waves. It's Rachel Premack. Welcome to the family, Rachel. Hey, thanks for having me on. Where are you chilling? Did you so? Are you still in New York, uh, New York ZD, as uh, Big Papi would say, or have you uh, moved since coming to Freightways in our, our remote luxuries? No, I'm still in New York. I'm currently at a WeWork, as you can see by this lovely fire um, extinguisher behind me and this <laughs> beautiful view. So yes, I'm still in New York. I'm even in a WeWork to make things even more, you know. Urban and coastal. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, you're really bringing the flavor and you're staying on brand. Well, I love it. Look, this controversial topic, as it's controversial to some people, I don't think it is because I think the data is pretty readily apparent and the surveys and the sentiment is readily apparent on what's going on in the spot market. But you've written a couple of articles on it, most recently, one of Bank of America's sentiment. So instead of LinkedIn hosts mansplaining this to us, how about you tell us what's going on? Right. So uh, Bank of America does a, I believe, a weekly survey, kind of a channel check among shippers to see their sentiments, their attitudes of what's going on in the industry. And uh, respondents said in the most recent survey that they're seeing uh, demand and um, capacity and inventory levels basically at the same level of around May to June 2020. So what that indicates to us is that Demand is going down. Capacity is still very, you know, there's lots of, there's more capacity in the market. And um, basically that we are really looking towards um, some sort of recession or some sort of pullback in the trucking market as a whole. Yeah, a, a, a freight recession as, sure. as we as we talk about that, and it is, yeah. it's very interesting. I th- we've we've got some uh, charts here that we look up here as well, right? Yeah, I mean, they, they talked about spot rates as well in that in in that meeting. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. The so uh, our our own sonar data, as you're showing right here, band spot rates are down twenty three percent from the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, and and the thing is, so part. Something I'm actually writing later this week is about sort of a K-shaped market in the trucking industry. We're not going to see J.B. Hunt or Swift really 
go out of business or really even significantly struggle during this time, they're going to continue to see a positive environment. The real concern is among small truck drivers, and they're more exposed to the spot market. Um, I've been hearing from drivers already just that, you know, some of them have even stopped driving. Um, a few of them are really struggling to make ends meet, especially not just as spot rates are going down, but also as diesel is getting more expensive. So there's a lot going on that seems to be harming small drivers more so than these large public carriers. Yeah, I don't understand this argument that some are making that this is not occurring in the spot market when it's clear in the data and it's clear when the trend is going. And one of the defenses that they keep using is that all of this freight is going into the contract market. That's why you're seeing the spot market decline. Well, I got a, I got a little chart to show you right here. This is contract and spot, both declining rapidly, especially in contract over the past two weeks. So maybe we can stop using this talking point that everything's moving into to contract. And like the thing is, we're not trying to sell or peddle fear here, we're reporting on what's actually happening in what we're seeing in right. the data, as well as the sentiment of places like not just Bank of America, the people that we interview on this show, the people that all of our reporters talk to and the people that our editorial does. This isn't something like we're just pulling out of our ass, is it, Rachel? Right. It's I'm talking to small carriers, large carriers, analysts in freight waves, analysts outside of freight waves. It's, um, you know, everyone's going to have, there's always going to be some data point to back up whatever argument you want to make. But sure. at a certain point, you know, just look at the spot rates. Just look at the fact that contract follows spot by, you know, however many months. It's as if it's not, personally, I don't have any uh, stake in any of this. I'm just reporting what people need to know and what the data says and trying to help people understand how the trucking world works. Well, I'll tell you some of the reasons why we do bring this stuff up, too, is a lot of equ equipment is heavily overvalued, right? Mm. And one statement that during that discussion um, on that LinkedIn show that really pissed me off was they said that we're misguiding the small carriers when it couldn't be further from the truth. I think lying to them about what's happening in the market is the actual misdirection that's going on here. And that conversation was using a lot of talking points from a very popular load boards spawn con post that also used that chicken little reference. So I think you should keep that in mind, too. Understand who the message is, and that message may be coming from a load board. Another reason we bring it up is if you run a fleet or you have a small fleet, look at this stat right here. This was just put out at Smart Hop about um, drivers leaving. What factors would drive you to quit for a driver, right? 64.1% said lack of stability from fluctuating spot market rates. So this is a big challenge, not just on the earnings side, but also on the employment side too, keeping drivers around when these rates start falling. Right. And just going back to that equipment uh, note you mentioned, we've seen in previous trucking cycles that, um, you know, drivers, when when the market is especially hot, will buy lots, will buy equipment, will overinvest, you could say. And when they're buying all that equipment and, you know, perhaps opening their own authorities, that's at the same time as equipment. Is, as that, that's happening at the same time as, as equipment being especially expensive. So... They have they take on all this debt, sometimes even credit card debt, sometimes, you know, maybe more traditional, you know, small business loans. Uh, and then when rates go back down, they are unable to make payments. And it's, it's a really it's a kind of a vicious cycle and it definitely really hurts small business people. So it's it's important for them to know kind of the cycle of the industry, even when spot rates are particularly hot, as they have been for the last year and a half or so. Um, that's going to go back down again. 
Yeah, a absolutely. And the, the banks that are holding the notes on all of these uh, these pieces of equipment, all these treasures that are selling for double, uh, are not in any great shape uh, looking forward right now either, right? I mean, and, and, it, and it's not just the the small carrier or the small uh, just the carrier owner operators doing this. Sure. Fleets get hurt by this as well, and those startup fleets get hurt by this as well. The twenty thousand new authorities that came on board in February are really part of the cause of what's going on here, right? There's an overabundance of new authorities that came in. It's not necessarily how far down the market goes. It's how big it grew to sustain something that's not sustainable. One example that I like to use to explain trucking to people who are outside of the industry is picture, uh, well, it's kind of a topical issue. Let's pick, picture, you know, a coffee coffee industry. Let's say the coffee industry by chance for a year or two produces way too many coffee beans. There's so much coffee, the the, the plants are just overabundant for whatever reason that year. Um, and that's happening at the same time as people suddenly don't want to drink coffee anymore, which I can't imagine happening. Yeah. But that's kind of what, what's happening in trucking right now. It's not just that there's too many drivers or just that uh, demand is falling. Both these things are happening at the same time. And that's why, you know, we call this a bloodbath because there's too many small business, too too many carriers, too many drivers entering the market at the same time as demand is falling back to normal kind of uh, levels. So it's it's an imbalance that uh, it's an imbalance that that really hurts small businesses yeah. more so than large carriers. But you know, everyone at some point gets affected. Well, here's the thing, too. If your argument omits fuel and it omits inflation and it refuses to acknowledge UPS putting out that e-commerce had its slowest growth in three years this month. Yeah. If you remove those drivers, if you ignore the fact of what's going on in China with 50% uh, of ocean bookings being done, if you ignore all that, yeah, everything's just fine. And the thing <laughs> is, we are not trying to be doom and gloom here. We're just telling you what the F is going on in the marketplace. And I think you have to, one, you, as I said earlier, you have to look at who the message is who's calling it doom and gloom and what load board they may be trying to drive you to. That's what I got to say about that. I'm Rachel, when's the next article coming out? Um, well, everyone can subscribe to my newsletter, Modes, uh, FreightWaves.com slash Modes. And I send it out every Thursday morning. I will probably be a little late with this one, maybe more like Thursday afternoon. But yeah, every Thursday you can uh, check your inbox for my latest dispatch. You're not escaping without a, uh, without a question from the Wheel of Stupid Questions. We actually spun this one on our last show, but I think you might have a really good answer. What is the trashiest okay. song you can play at a wedding? Oh, my gosh. That's a great question. I'm really against – I've been recently going to a lot more weddings now that I'm in, like, the age in which people are getting married finally. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I'm really against any sort of, like, Macarena or sort of those traditional oh. songs. I'd have to say, you know, I don't know. What the, that's a really great question. I wish you gave me a little time to prepare because I, I, I feel like if I had a chance to think about it a little bit more, okay, I would have a really great answer. I like that you just called say, like basic choices trashy though. You're like that base. You're just too basic. Those are more annoying and like just it. cliche. Like that's annoying and cliche, yeah. right? I, I yeah, I. You know, so I was thinking recently, I want someone who DJed middle school dances in 2006 to DJ my wedding. That's what, that's my dream. <laughs> I was in, you know, that's around the time that I was, I um, you know, going to such dances. <laughs> but I just want someone who's a spinning instructor or someone who was, 
Yeah, yeah. They play the best music, honestly. Well, Rachel, thank you for your time today. We really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully uh, Cody so from hopefully Cody from Peloton ends up DJing your wedding. There you go. That would work out great. You're All right, welcome. Take it, <laughs> take it easy. Take it easy. All right, let's talk to uh, Robert Gaffarel. He's director of safety over at Reliance Partners. We're talking about SMS. That's not text messages, Michael Vincent. It isn't. I thought it was. Show. No, I think these have to do with CSA compliance. Everybody sports. keeps changing the vernacular. I don't know either. That's why we have an expert come on. Let's, going on. Robert, what's going on, man? Help us out around here. <laughs> Hey, fellas, how are you today? Everything's <laughs> straight you over here. I love the guitars behind you. What are we seeing right behind your head? What's, oh, uh, what's wow, that bass yeah. over? Is that a bass over your, uh, your left shoulder? It's a P. Yep, bass and um, 76 Stratocaster, Telecaster. Whoa. Nice. We're see not a, worthy. Yeah, see, we're a less, not worthy I see a Les Paul on the wall there. I see it. Wow. Yeah, it's nice. an Epiphone. Yeah. Okay, nice. Hey, Robert, for those of us who have never really uh, gotten into these terms but need, need to know that they're important, what is an SMS score? It's just like the kind of basic on that. Yeah, it's a comparison um, a comparison score the FMCSA does between carriers. Um, and there's, there's different basics that you're scored in compared to other carriers. And the higher the score um the the more attention that basic needs so the higher the sms score the the more violations and the worse you're doing compared to people in your peer group gotcha. so um yeah it, it's just a comparison that the fmcsa and the dot and insurance companies and brokers everyone uses these scores to try to identify the um, how the carrier's performing. Very cool. So, Robert, uh, what are those things that I'm going to get dinged for? What are, what are the things I need to look out that are giving me a poor score? Well, absolutely violations. Uh, unsafe driving violations, That that's going to be a big one. Uh, your hours of service score, uh, obviously your maintenance score and your crash indicator, uh, those are the big ones. Uh, you've also got uh, driver fitness, that is not how um, healthy your drivers are, but their license status and all that. So um, there's definitely, and then drug and alcohol, but uh, the, the big ones are the crush indicator and the unsafe driving and that sort of thing. Um, and that's going to lead to more frequent inspections over the road. And that's where your hidden costs come in. How much will negative scores cost you? Like, what is the actual impact of this other than, like, the safety factor? What's the, what's the financial factor? Well, that, you know what? That's a great question. And you're looking at – when you're looking at insurance, and we're, we're going to talk about insurance costs real quick because that's, that's one of your big top three costs for a carrier. Um, the higher your insurance or the higher your score is, the higher your insurance cost is going to be. Because really what insurance is, is a transference, transference of risk from a carrier to an insurance company. So if your risk is high and they deem your risk is high by your SMS scores, then that their risk that they're taking is going to be high and you're going to see higher, higher um, costs. Gotcha. So, Robert, so, I need to change my score. How do I change my score? Well, there, there's several things that you can do. Um, once you get into a bad situation with your score, it takes time. It takes time to get out of that. You can you can go through the FMCSA and you can go through their challenge process, but 
ultimately the the best thing to do is not get in that situation. And if you do, it's not an overnight fix. It's going to take time to get through those things. So really, if if you're looking at your SMS scores and they're high, you're going to get more frequent inspections. And that's where those hidden costs come in. And a lot of people don't think about this, but the more frequent inspections you get, the more fuel you're going to consume because you're stopping and starting more. Your productivity is going to be lower because your drivers are stopping and starting. They're not getting uh, as many miles and the uh, maintenance wear and tear on your vehicle stopping and starting over time is um, it's going to take its toll. So um, there's those hidden fees that a lot of carriers don't take into consideration. And especially if you're a carrier that has a lot of owner operators, that is a huge impact on, on the owner operators bottom line. You're just talking about fuel costs. Mm, wow. Well, do yeah. you have any other tips, things we might not be thinking about, things that we should be considering when we're thinking about these scores? Yeah, get help. Hmm. Absolutely. You're, <laughs> not, you're, you're not in it alone. There's a lot of resources available through the FMCSA. There's, um, their website is full of information. Uh, Third-party uh, people like myself that work for insurance companies, we can help you. Um, you're, you know, you're, one business owner sees his business and he's in it day to day. People like myself, we go visit carriers. We visit 100 carriers a year. So we've got a vast amount of um, knowledge and experience that we could share with other carriers. Um, just simple, basic stuff that you not think of because you're in it day to day. Carrier ever say anything that kind of like shocked you? You're like, well, no, no, you really need to be be thinking about this. Uh, do you get surprised quite often? Today, today. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> every week it's something. Yeah, I talked to a carrier last week who was pulling PSP uh, reports every year, like an annual inspection. Yeah, that's not acceptable. That's not the way the program works, and and uh, they will they will pull your ability to pull those PSP reports if you're pulling them um, annually more than you're supposed to. So what's a PSP report and why would that be? Yeah. Well, it, PSP report is a pre-employment screening program oh, okay. uh, report. So you can pull it when you're hiring a driver and the driver gives you specific authorization to pull that. An MVR you pull every year. The PSP, you can only pull it when you're hiring a driver, and that's the only time. So um, a PSP is like an MVR on steroids. It has any inspection, good, bad, uh, has any accidents for the last three years on that driver, who he was driving for, um, any violations, that sort of thing, accidents. So it's really detailed, and any carrier that is hiring a driver should pull one, but... Um, you only pull it when you're hiring a driver. Oh, man. Any other any other quick fixes like that? Any other of those just basic practices that you could improve right now when thinking about that? That was a great one you just suggested. Yeah. Um, I talked to a lot of carriers that don't post their PSP or their um, SMS scores for their drivers to see. And most of the time, owners and people in the office they don't get violations. Your drivers mm -hmm. get violations. Mm -hmm. Post your scores so your drivers can see where you're at. 
So if you need to fix something, they know what the score is and they know where they need to be. And if you've got good scores, you should be proud of those as well. So sharing that information is not proprietary to like rates or something like that. Share it with your drivers, share it with your fleet. You're a team. You need to bring everybody together to help address those scores if you need to, and then keep them low if they are low. Vincent, send them to the wheel. Oh, all right. Wheel of stupid questions. I was going to go off topic there for a second. I know, is that a Nashville telly behind you? Actually, it's a no-name telly that I, I found in Atlanta. Um, it, it is the Nashville setup. Yeah, that's what I was looking at, that third pickup there. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, so here we go, brother. Wheel of stupid questions. What were you really hyped for, but then it completely flopped? Um, answering the soon. previous question. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> wow, he put it right back at you. I was going to say Cyberpunk 2077 by CD, CD Projekt Red, but we'll go I thought with that he was going to say this interview. Yeah. Well, anyways, go go to Reliance Partners, and they will they will help you out. Uh, your time has run out here, Robert. Thank you so much for for telling us about how to stay safe out there. Thanks, fellas. See you next time. Take Peace. care. John Lucchini, COO of LTL Solutions at A. Dewey Pyle. They just got a big award by one of their partners, and we're going to talk to oh, him. Maybe right. he'll teach us how to be better LTL partners. I bet Love he's it. got some good things to say. John, thanks for joining us on the show. Hey, my pleasure. Good to talk to you today. What part of the world are you in right now, John? I am in Westchester, Pennsylvania, which is a suburb of Philadelphia. Ah, oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, 45, 45 minutes west of Philly. Well, hey, yeah. I, I'm glad you came on the show, and I know that you're proud to announce uh, Echo Global Logistics, right? They named ADP as a regional LTL carrier platinum winner of that award. Uh, congratulations. How did you go about getting named that, that recognition? Uh, we, you know, we, uh, we, uh, we work hard every day to try to exceed our, our customers' expectations, and, and feedback and empirical data helps to uh, recognize Pile, and most importantly, the Pile team for the for the job that they do each and every day. Yeah. So, uh, John, how, how what can uh, the, the LTL shippers and other carriers really learn from the approach that uh, ADP and you guys take over there? Well, for for for, for the pile team, it's it's all about culture. Mm. Uh, you know, we uh, we know that our greatest competitive advantage is uh, uh, the men and women that, that that make the deliveries each and every day. Uh, they are the face of the company and. Uh, when when they work hard to satisfy the customers, uh, Pile always seems to be successful, and that's uh, clearly uh, this carrier platinum award from Echo Global Logistics is just one indication of that. You know, in freight, you get recognized usually because you solved problems, right? Mm -hmm. We're the offensive that's linemen. Right. People don't want to hear about us. Things they they want things to run smoothly and solving those problems big thing what do you think was the biggest problem that you had to solve in ltl uh through the, this past wild freight market over these past two years oh my god the last two years have been a real roller coaster uh, you know between the pandemic and capacity issues uh staff shortages uh, you know it was just there were there were plenty of hurdles but again i, I would say culturally uh, we get out in front of our employees. We want to make sure that they understand the needs of the customer because ultimately it's the customer we look to uh, satisfy each and every day that 
you know, ultimately it's it's the customer that makes those buying decisions that provides the jobs that we do each and every day. It, it, it piles. So again, it's the engagement of the pile team and, you know, the challenges uh, we were, we, we just got out in front and we talked about what we knew and some of what we didn't know. And, and uh, we were, we, you know, we were very fortunate to overcome and have a couple of really great years. Excellent stuff. So now that we're coming out of things in the current day's market, what are you seeing in the LTL market right now? Uh, you know, business levels are, are, they're a little bit softer. I wouldn't say they're flat. You know, when, when 2021 is, was undoubtedly the best year in the history of our company, and we've been around 98 years, mm. you know, when you use your best year is, is your benchmark year, your baseline year, you know, you're bound to be disappointed. Um, but you know, there's definitely been a softening in uh, in daily bill count, and daily shipment levels. Um, but you know, companies are still paying for 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 premier service, uh, and, and 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 you know, that, that's a good thing. It, it took a while to get rates to where they where they needed to be to allow the carriers to uh, invest in infrastructure, invest in, in technology, most importantly, invest in, in in the people that again execute the service each and every day. But um, you know, I, I, right now, business levels are flat or soft, but, uh, you know, prices are staying uh, relatively firm. Yeah, we were looking at, at the rates in LTL. It's not nearly as bad as, as mm. what's happening in the drive-in market, no. especially the drive-in spot market no. with that drop-off. I did find one thing interesting, though, and I was wondering if this was impacting LTL at all. UPS said that e-commerce demand was its softest last month, the softest that they saw in, in three years. There could be a variety of reasons for that. So just some more context. Are you seeing e-commerce demand soften at all? Or are people just buying a little bit less online uh, at this point? The, I absolutely they are absolutely buying just a little bit less uh, you know we don't we don't have a, a great a significant presence in the e-commerce vertical mm-hmm. but uh, some of our customers that sell b2c and and and, and b2b obviously uh, you know we're seeing a, a little bit of a softening in in the b2c and uh, you know which isn't a bad thing for 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 most LTL carriers candidly because they don't have the infrastructure or technology to to take those shipments out of service store them without being damaged and then ultimately put them out for delivery yeah that's very very true i'm interested are you seeing any changes in the spot market volume contracts that are there are you seeing a larger larger shipments right now as a percentage of shipments you know the truth of the matter is at pile we don't uh, we don't play in the in, in the volume spot market oh okay i didn't know that at all. Yeah, we so we uh, we we stopped the volume spot quotes uh, in 2019 when capacity really got tight, and we you. have you know we've opted to, we've opted not to go back to that space uh, until our you know really until our customers force us to, um, you know in in an LTL with capacity in the Northeast uh, being as tight as it is, uh, being in such a large consumer market, again we've we've just we've we've worked to be selective and and manage the, the portfolio of business so that, again, we can keep a premium-level service for customers like Echo Global Logistics. You You're doing a great job. You're doing a great job with the, the Platinum service and with Echo. So for shippers out there who are in the LTL market or they're looking to enter the LTL market in spring, summer 2022, any tips for them, just, just things to keep in mind, uh, lead times, things like that they should know when interfacing with an LTL carrier like ADP? 
yeah, I would say just make sure you partner with a with a good carrier, and 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 make sure that you know everybody everybody's got to everybody's got to be profitable to continue to invest in infrastructure and people and technology. And if you partner with a carrier, uh, you'll you'll find that you know both businesses will grow and and the relationship will be good for both parties. Because if if you know you know in life, if relationships isn't if a relationship doesn't work both, it won't be good for either party. So at the end of the day, you know, we, we try to, we, we want to charge a fair rate and, and we will, you know, we'll go out of our way and, and move mountains to make sure we exceed the expectations of our customers. Wow. Powerful so words. Tough, and I, I love the lean in on our relationships. Yeah, absolutely. We're absolutely. sending them to the yeah, wheel. Sure. Okay. We John, we're going to send you to the wheel today. <laughs> and well, the one we already spun up today for the, for the show is this. All right. What are you, what were you really hyped about? Uh, but completely flopped. Uh, what was I really hyped about, but completely flopped? The Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. I wanted, I wanted PB12. Yeah, well, he's coming there back at least. Wait, there are you, you a Boston guy originally? Yeah, originally I'm a Rhode Island guy, yep. Oh, sweet. I'm on, I'm a mass hole myself. So shout out to, uh, to, to Rhode Island up there. <laughs> well, they, hey, thank, thank, thank you so much for coming on the show. We appreciate your time today and a little insight onto LTL. And congratulations to you and the team for getting that award. They're not easy to land. No doubt about it. Thank you very much. It was great to talk to you guys. Take care. Thanks, John. Good guy. Good Take guy. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah. Smart move getting out of spot market volume contracts. They can hurt your bottom line real quick. <laughs> yes. They, they, they can nail you. And sort of just, you know, look, when we talk about this bloodbath, too, yeah. the bloodbath that we're talking about, the blood in the bath is the small owner sure, operator. We're not absolutely. saying the entire industry is getting nuked. Mm-mm. These much larger carriers no. who are developing these relationships and have these no. contracts and have these things built out, they are obviously insulated from a lot of this stuff. Absolutely. Especially really well-run ones like NADP. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're absolutely right. It's the smaller carriers that are really exposed right now. But look, now. even hey, look, everyone's exposed to volume, and everyone's sure exposed to volume short. You said it's and, a little soft. They're seeing it too. Yep. Uh, with the growth of, let's tip the band, with the growth of Love's and Speedco Nationwide Network, Tire Pass has evolved in delivery method, always meeting the needs of your drivers wherever they may need it. Whether in lane at Love's Travel Stops, inside a truck care, or Speedco, Making or on-site at terminal, making tire pass part of your driver's pre-trip inspection can inform them of any tire-related concerns. To learn more about tire pass, tell them, dude. Hey, go to loves.com. Transfix is modernizing the way freight moves nationwide. The Transfix Intelligent Freight Platform combines a digital freight marketplace, intuitive software, and dedicated experts to drive performance for your Modern supply chain. Get a free quote at Tellum. <laughs> Transfix.io. Hey, what were you hyped, hyped about and completely flopped? <laughs> what was I? Cyberp- I told you, cyberpunk, man. Andre Young, he's the freight broker. I mean, he's a vice president. I'm sorry, vice president at Ver Star Alliance. He's going to talk a little bit about living in a virtual world, working in a virtual world, that new agent model and all that kind of stuff. Oh. Let's bring him up. Thanks for coming on the show, sir. Thank you. Where, uh, where are you <laughs> hanging out right now? What part of the world are you at? Actually, I'm in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. So just uh, uh, just across the border, actually, with Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, just ah. across the bridge. Yeah, nice. There so you have you to go. sniff those yeah. Lions fans wafting up from you from a, across the border. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, and the Red Wings. <laughs> well, you know, you know what? Uh, we <laughs> one of the topics that you guys sent us that you want to talk about was this new agent model: selling, working, brokering, remote. Tell us a little bit about what a new agent model is. Sure. So 
this is a model which we've actually seen uh, come across the market uh, back in uh, 2020. Uh, and there were two, actually two factors which drove this new model. And it was driven by the pandemic coming in and moving people away from the actual offices and working remotely. And I would say that another advancement that took place was the technological advancement, which enabled people to actually use the tools online without having to be in the office and, you know, work manually within an actual building. So, so what kind of support does, does one get when you're working as a you know, remote agent like this? Yeah, so uh, the remote state, the, the support stays the same. Everything is done remotely. Um, obviously, the biggest change that enabled us to be able to move to this new agent model was investing in platform, investing in technology, uh, automation, which helped us offer all of our agents in the company tools, an all-in-one platform with where you have the TMS, you have your phone system, you have your load boards, uh, your back office accounting. Everything is built into one platform that enables you to be on the move, not be stuck to a certain building or to a certain way of doing things in business. Well, especially when you're, I mean, when you're in, like, I've, I've been in outside sales. Uh, I spent years in outside sales. Um, yeah. There, there's really no point in getting to the office. It's actually, it's kind of a hindrance, and it's not very productive, especially, like, when I was in Boston, it would be, like, 90 minutes just to drive to East Boston, what, to just to, in, like, touch home plate at, at the office, and, then go back out and do what I was doing anyway. Yeah. Why couldn't I be heading out? My territory's New England. Why couldn't I be heading out to calls or making calls or doing anything more productive? Have you seen any loss in, produ- in productivity using a model like this? Oh, we've seen a, we've seen a loss in Andre using a model like that. We got him back. He's still on the phone. I don't know. I love that lovely background he's got, though. I know, Andre. That's back? not Windsor. It doesn't look like Windsor, Ontario. You got him back. There he is. I, okay, hmm. he can't hear us. Yeah, so. no. I, you, you make. I'm a having great... a hard time hearing you guys. Oh, he's back. Oh, he's still having a difficult time connecting. Can you hear us? Can you hear us now? Hello. Uh, I'm having a hard time hearing you guys. Okay, um, well, we'll send him over to pro- we'll send him over to production. They'll 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 see if yeah. they can fix you up, and we'll bring him back up in the meantime. Uh, in the meantime, we got Rooster in the bullpen. Let's bring Rooster up and say see what's going on with him today. <laughs> yeah. Rooster, how you doing, brother? Doing all right. How about you guys? <laughs> we're doing we're doing great, <laughs> sir. How are uh, how are things treating you over there today? I'm doing too doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Just keep an eye on the news. Uh, we got the Marvin Keller court case going on right now, trying to keep an eye on that. And uh, also got some uh, uh, little good deed of the day, some tracking down a truck out of Houston, a white Peterbilt 2009 model that was uh, stolen from a parking yeah. parking yeah, we'll yard. Get, we'll, Rooster, we'll get to I'm just wondering how you're doing. How are you personally doing, man? How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing good, you know, working hard, enjoying the weather. No, uh, seeing some farmers actually trying to plant some corn now, you know, everybody's worried about the, or we have enough food, you know, and corn's what, 850, 850 a pound now or something like that. All right, Rooster. crazy. Rooster, you think about that corn over there. We'll come back to you because I think Andre's right. Andre, you can come on back up. You can come on back up. Rooster can uh, drink a cup of coffee and he can come back when he's got a little bit more energy. 
<laughs> back, gonna... Andre, so we're talking about this new agent model. And what I was wondering was, have you seen any loss in productivity, though, with people being remote? That's one of the like complaints that the people who want everyone to come back in the office is always saying, oh, it's unproductive. You can't communicate with people. Are you seeing any of that? But now we got him Numbers here. in 2016, this, this, this was the trend that we saw in the market. In 2016, you only... Yeah, I don't know about that. Andre, sorry, man. I don't know if your connection is just going to cut it today. We might have to reschedule Andre. Yeah, We're not like getting it. over to him. Let's bring Rooster back up. Rooster, you're a whole new man now. Let's bring Rooster back up to the front here. Yeah, you had some coffee. <laughs> Rooster, front and center. Come on, let's bring Rooster back up. Rooster, now, let's, let's as we wait for Justin or them to, figure, to fix Andre, let's interview you for a second here about your background. Now, to join back, you got out of a truck, right? You used to be a truck driver. Tell us a little bit about the life of the Rooster. Uh, it was that, you know, 14 hour grind, you know, getting up, uh, finding out about the weather, make sure thing was all right. Trying to, you know, shop around for loads that were paying no decent rate. Uh, you know, when I was actually going, you know, we had the $5 mile rates. Everything was great, you know, but, you know, after a couple of weeks, it started going downhill, downhill, and, you know. You know, now it's reached a point where, like, are we actually going to be able to make profit out on the road? And a lot of drivers are, you know, scratch your head. Should I park the truck and they'll take a, the comfy job of uh, working for a bank carrier or LTL that gives me home time every day? You know, it's it's getting into it's we're in, we're in interesting times right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so no you doubt. but you you drove a truck for 14 years, though. Right, Rooster? Yeah, it started off uh, actually applying for a company few people might know called uh, MS Carriers and, you know, got on the bus, you know, let's go to Memphis to truck driving school, see about this. And when I get to Memphis, there's not an MS Carrier van waiting on me. It's a Swift van. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't there work out. Go. That didn't work out too well. You know who's up in the bullpen too? It's Mr. Super Trucker, Justin Martin. Justin, how are you today, sir? I'm doing well, guys. Thank you. Back the truck Very up. Very cold con- up here still. Back the truck up uh, content creator. Well, we're going to go through a, a few things here. One of them is you guys are both truck drivers, so here's one you could relate to. Here's a little life on the road. Let's take a look at oh, this yeah. video and see uh, how much this resonates with you. Let's roll the tape. Here's a driver coming home from the road. He's finally got his reset, you know, little home life. Turn that TV on. Relax in front of the couch. I'm right back in the truck. I'm right back in the truck. (laughs) (laughs) It's like nothing happened. Uh, Is that like that that 34 hours does not last long, man. No, it doesn't. Justin, is that like deja vu watching that? Long time ago. Um, I did that for about a year and a half with Schneider, paying off my uh, driving loans with them. And they have different um, accounts that you can get on for getting home, but you don't make any money. It, the longer you're home, the less money you make. That's that's what it boils down to. Yeah, so you got to get up and get back in that truck, right? And the longer mm-hmm. you're away, the shorter that time is, right? I mean, yeah. we see that here, but we go home every night. Sure. Right? And we still have that feeling there. Imagine being gone for uh, two weeks, and then you get home for, like, you know, weekend. That's it. Oh, it all just becomes a a blur. Yeah. Unbelievable. (laughs) Your your mail piles up, the chores pile up, and then uh, you think as soon as you're done, you're back in the truck. 
Yeah, well, hey, speaking of you, Justin, you have started doing some news rundowns on TikTok. Here's the first one. This is why you can't risk running on no sleep. You have a driver, John Walls, fell asleep at the wheel, crossed the median, killed a father, left four children behind. One mistake, and now an entire trucking company with 91 drivers may be out of business soon. Wow. So big story, big article on Freightways, big article on Back the Truck Up. Rooster, you covered it and you took an interesting slant on it. You looked at it from the driver's perspective, which I thought was really interesting because when we were covering Celadon, um, that news came out on like a late on a Friday when we covered Celadon back in December 2020. Mm -hmm. And we used to do Freightways Radio on SiriusXM on Road Dog on Saturdays. And I was doing the show with Craig Fuller and all these drivers were calling in from Celadon because their Qualcomms were telling them, no, you know, there was like the Iraq prime minister like nothing to see here we're not like really shutting down but we're like well, look we have it on really 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 good authority dead to rights that they're shutting down but the company's lied to drivers so it was interesting rooster and i like that you took the slant of what happens to the driver at the company through no fault of their own some other driver got into an accident now you're in bankruptcy yeah we well we one difference is you know marvin keller is go, trying to restructure through chapter 11 like I said earlier, you know, they're in court right now. Uh, they had, the, I think, seven motions to go through. Uh, pr the main two was driver and pay and driver benefits ongoing. Uh, the key word in the driver pay was driver pay before the filing of the Chapter 7. So anybody, the, the work that was happened after Chapter 7, I don't know about. But yeah, it's it's not fun. It is not fun because first thing the lawyers that take this over like to do, they would like to hit the fuel cards. They like to stop the pay. You know, they want to get all expenditures under control. They do, but as as a driver in this type of situation, you're not hanging around to find out what this bank comes out of this court, are you? Oh no! As soon as I hear something like this, me personally, I will be finding the nearest terminal. Okay, what do I need to do to clean cleanly turn in this truck? And, you know, if I got vacation time, maybe take some vacation time, see how this is going to pan out. Are they going to be able to survive restructuring? Or, mm -hmm. you know, are we going to go the route of Celadon where they're having still today finding trailers? How often are you thinking about getting into, when you're driving, how often are you thinking about getting into accidents like this, like really devastating accidents? You gotta have this on your mind constantly. You, you've got to have a three hundred sixty degree view of much as you can, awareness of what's going on around you. You've got to have, uh, I hate to say, a little bit of precognition. All right, is this guy that's moving over? Is he going to try to come in front of me or not? You know, you want to make make sure you have that safe space. You know, they they pound safety into us constantly as a company driver. So you know, you gotta you put that knowledge to work, you know, to protect yourself. Cause guess what? You know, something might happen that may seem simple, but it turns out to be, you know, the end of your career, the end of other drivers careers, you know, you got to think it's not just your job. It's everybody else's job that you're, that your safety awareness stands for, you know? How about you, Justin? Always, always a little bit front of mind when you when you're when you're doing that pre-check and you're about to jump on the wheel. Yeah, always, um, and especially the lack of sleep. You know, I'm a 
CPAP evangelist. A lot of drivers out there kind of are against every, every time you get a DOT physical, the first thing I'm going to ask you if you're a big guy and I'm a big guy is, do you have sleep apnea? And if you say no, they're going to say, yeah, right here, take a test. And a lot of guys try to get out of the test. Um, I was never asked that when I had a DOT physical, it was when uh, my then girlfriend, now wife, um, moved in with me, she would wake up in the middle of the night terrified because I wasn't breathing. And I was like, oh, I should probably get this checked out. And she's like, absolutely. And yeah, it, abs- it completely changed my life. Um, I sleep like a baby now. I wear the CPAP every day. And I never had an issue with um, being tired behind the wheel uh, since then. Well, having that giant beard on your face probably like prepared you a little bit for having a like the, the seat <laughs> mask on uh, on your face. Let's talk about let's talk about seals. We have a video here of uh, of seal seal work. Let's play this one. Ah, oh, looks like the uh, the little bit of spring didn't help. Oh, what a mess! Anyway, there you go. They used a piece of string to seal that I container? Guess, is that what it was? Is that what's going on there? Just some bungee straps instead of a load strap or you know cargo netting. That's what you want on loose boxes like that is cargo netting. Instead, they just used <laughs> looks like one or two uh, cargo bungee cords. Yeah, Rooster, doesn't work, man. What's the biggest mess you've opened a trailer up to? Oh, goody. Marietta, Florida, family dollar. Those beautiful hand-stacked floor-to-ceiling trailers, you having to go to the store and use the little roller belts to unload them. My God, those things get put together like jigsaw puzzles sometimes. I mean, it's a mess. It's They'll stack them in the warehouse, and they'll be perfectly fine, but by the time you jostle the trailer around, drive it around, and you get to the store, guess what? It's, you know, freight a latch, that's what I like to call it, about 45 <laughs> degrees down. Freight you have to dig everything out. You got to you gotta dig out your racks, your, you know, your crates you use to help get the, <laughs> the rollers at an angle. It's, it's, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Guys, hold and on. And I want once- you to do it at 25 cent a mile, too. Guys, hold on for one second. We got about three minutes left with with Andre over there, so let's bring him back up because they said his sound is fixed. So we just had to ask him that question about productivity and where they can learn more and that kind of stuff. So let's bring him back up. Let's do it, please. Andre, are you back with us, Andrea? <laughs> no, he's not. He's never mind. Never mind. And uh, oh, here's. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that productivity increase and agents have have shown that 80% of at least the same performance that they've had previously in the office, they've had it even in their remote location, whether it's at home or traveling. So performance has actually increased and the overall mood of the agent, of the actual employee has increased, being that he's able to spend time with the family at the same time while getting his job done and also showing performance. Excellent, excellent, and yeah. that's what we needed to hear. So, people who want Absolutely. to, people who want to work with you, where do we send them over to? If they want to take advantage of this. They want to work remote. Hey, who doesn't like working remote? Absolutely. So, we have our website, varstaralliance.com. There's a contact uh, page. You can fill out your information and send it over to us, and we're ready to take on good quality agents to start working at Varstar Alliance. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Andre. All right, let's bring Rooster and Justin back up here. Rooster, 
Justin, you guys, so you guys are drivers. I don't think you've spent much time inside a, a brokerage. So here's a little video that will give you a little insight. Here's what life is like inside a brokerage. So as you heard there, there was a bunch of brokers arguing over gets to who gets to repost uh, the, the load first. You got rooster on the line. <laughs> I wanted rooster. No, it's actually you know what it actually was? It was a Call of Duty land party. Like those yeah. land parties get really heated. Justin, have you been to a Call of Duty land party before? Years and years and years ago. Um, South Florida, uh, where I grew up, there was a handful down in uh, southern Palm Beach County, and most didn't last too long. Once uh, more like online options became available. That <laughs> <It> looks insane. <laughs> it well, does funny. look like a brokerage. You know, it, it's tough. It's tough to like put memes on LinkedIn sometimes. Though some people actually took this one very seriously, right? Some people like took it from the. They thought it was like a real brokerage. It's not. It's just Call of Duty. <laughs> Relax. They also thought like indicative of the toxic behavior that's in brokerages. Like, uh, yeah, we can't. Help. I mean, that's why it's like Homer Simpson said. It, it's funny because it's true. Yeah. Exactly. Those places. Uh, <laughs> now you mentioned the stolen Pete Rooster. We can get to that now, Justin. Ooh. You have another TikTok up. Let's take a look. Hey out there, guys. This is a white 2009 Peterbilt. It was stolen out of Houston, Texas yesterday. If you have any information on the truck, please call 832-833-0783. The drivers contact the law enforcement. They're hoping to get social media out there to help with the investigation. Thanks. So, Rooster, what happened with the truck? You, I, I think you mentioned air tags or something were involved. Can you get us up to speed on the story? Hmm. Uh. I haven't seen, uh, I don't think air tags were involved, but the guy jumped the fence, got the peak, drove it up to the gate, jumped over the gate, somehow knew the key code to get out of the gate, hint, hint, weak, weak inside job, and uh, made off with a Peterbilt. It's this uh, driver's livelihood. You know, he spent uh, quite a few years fixing that truck up into almost a show caliber truck, and, you know, now, not only is you know, he's out of his truck, he's out of his livelihood, so, you know, got to figure out what to do now. You know, you know our, uh, what, what the... For a rental? Well, I was, I was going to say, someone we know, Michael Vincent, uh, Taylor Barker. Okay. He, his truck was stolen, like, a month and a half ago. Oh, yeah, that's Taylor, right. Yeah, that's American right. Trucker on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, his yeah, truck yeah. was stolen, and he had, like, the footage from his, his own truck, and it was, uh, I, they gutted the inside of it. They did some damage to it. Rooster, and, uh, are, are I've heard of, like, all the catac cat catalytic converter yeah, thefts that are yeah, up. Yeah. Are truck thefts up as well? Uh, I don't know about truck thefts, but uh, you could take a truck and part it out and probably make two or three times the value of a truck in the parts uh, right now. That's I mean, my God, uh, knock sensors are in back order on some motor models. You know, it's it's insane, you know. 
Now, yeah, if, if you got a repair shop, taking in, getting some old equipment in with decent parts on it, would work, right? Yeah, chop shops, man. Grand Theft Auto style. There just you chop go, shop. brother. Yeah. Get, 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 get your wanted level down. Absolutely. Get those stars off. Yeah. Uh, Justin, how date? So, uh, Justin, I saw on the Back the Truck Up Twitter about uh, last week, you posted USA Trucks banned parking lots, right? Because of theft. How prevalent and how concerned are you when you're parking overnight? How concerned are you of theft on your trailer? Well, if you're in a truck, it's, you know, not something you really think about. It's more like smash and grab stuff to, um, you got to worry about. But yeah, when you're parked in a city where there's no truck stops nearby and you're just on the road, you're taking a huge, huge gamble with that. Really? You ever have your truck broken into? Uh, not my truck. Um, uh, when I was at the Postal Service, we had guys lose their catalytic converters. Mm. Um, two months ago, we had eight guys, um, you know, while they're at work. Somebody snuck into the parking lot, chopped them off, and ran. Wow. Yeah, right. I mean, they're putting, uh, like, uh, steel grids underneath cars now out in California. because It's really so quick, bad. right? Like, the process? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty quick, I guess. I've never done it, but, yeah. Seamless extraction. That's one of their selling points, was seamless extraction. It's pretty, it's pretty brazen, because you're, you're talking about a government facility with a gate guard and a fence around it, and they yeah. don't care. They come right in. What about you, Rooster? How about in the past 14 years? Any, uh, any truck pilferage on your end? Uh, 14 years, I believe I had fuel stolen twice. Uh, it, it, it comes and goes, you know, as the economy, you know, economy booming, the theft goes down, economy starts going downhill, uh, you know, it kind of gets rough. And also precious metal values. I mean, look at what's in a catalytic converter, palladium, platinum, mm. all that rare metals that, uh, it's kind of expensive, you know, uh, the question is, who do you sell it to? That's what I always want to know. Who do you sell it to? Well, it's like uh, stolen art, right? I mean, who do you who do you sell that to? Elon Musk. I mean, there's right? people who recycle that stuff, like <laughs> that, that wave melt and take it. But how sell do you it get to it? Tesla. I don't yeah, know. you have you to go. maybe Tesla launder it first. Uh, here, Justin, you sent this one to me. Let's take a look at this truck stuck on a bridge. What are we looking at? Your play this video. What are we looking at here? This is the Ambassador Bridge going from Detroit into Canada, and why this guy thought it was a good idea to try and make a U-turn. I have no idea. I mean, your trailer alone is wider than the bridge itself. So how oh would gosh. you have executed this maneuver to perfection? <laughs> <laughs> Not be there in the first place. <laughs> Prevention yeah. is the, uh, prevents yeah. the best safety method, right? You need pre-trip, pre-trip, pre-trip. Yeah, you need doubles. Now, that's, a, like that's that. an Amazon trailer on that truck. Now, what kind of, what kind of uh, power units are usually pulling those Amazon trailers? Are those usually Amazon's own drivers, those, those uh, outsourced drivers? They do all sorts of stuff. I mean, they have their own fleet of drivers, um, but most of the time you're going to see uh, owner-operators hauling them. You might have made that with that, uh, with that Nikola, with the cab over. Yeah, Rooster, <laughs> you, you, ever, you ever have any meme-worthy worthy moments when you were driving? Anything that would have landed you on back the truck up? Uh, not that I know of, and not that I'm willing it. Statute of dumbest... limitations, guys. No, I, I know. So we're almost out of time. Rooster, what articles are coming up? What, what are people, what's on the site right now? What do people have to look forward to on backthetruckup.com? Uh, like I said before, Marvin Keller's in court right now. As soon as that gets done, I'm going to try to update that article. Uh, also... You got the one on the moonshine spilling. Uh, you got the one. Yeah, on... we got the corn. We also got uh, Fox News coming out saying that uh, 
It's not a driver storage now. They don't want drivers. There's no driver demand. So guess what? I want to take back out, out back, give another whooping. Justin, what's coming up on there? You'll be covering the news on the socials. Find it at Back the Truck on Twitter. You can find him at Super Trucker. You can find him at Rooster Beats. You can find me at Timothy Dude. That's D-O-O-N-E-R. You can find him at Vincent the Dude. Go check out the new site. Subscribe to all of our asks. Don't be a stranger. And tell about it, B. Peace and love spread it everywhere. <laughs>